here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome back to the Gambling with Gold podcast. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my friend from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing the first day after the first day of the NFL season? Man, I mean, we couldn't ask for a better first game of the season, right? Dude, that was a shootout. A lot of of scoring, high-octane offenses, not a lot of defense. That was probably the best Thursday night football game I can remember. That was the best opener I can remember. The only other ones that stand out is when Kansas City went up to uh, New England, first game of Kareem, Hunt, Kareem Hunt's career. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Pey- Peyton Manning's seven-touchdown game to open. But not, neither of those were really great games. This was a right. genuinely great football game. Great game. So many storylines. I mean, Zerline couldn't figure out how to kick a football for the <laughs> first half. I mean, Gallup left with an injury. Ronald Jones just got put into purgatory. Who knows when he's coming back? Dude's in the gulag. Just he's done for. Um, but yeah, Lamb, Antonio, CD Lamb, and Antonio Brown. Man, like it was. That was that was a great football game. So glad it happened I, on day one. So we had four wide receivers with over 100 yards receiving. We huh. had 780 something passing yards. We had like under 60 total rushing yards, which is awesome. It basically looked like a college football game. And then Gronk, I don't know who broke up, who broke out the in case of emergency Gronk button, but the guy had nine catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, this is like 2014 Gronk. <laughs> I mean, I, I was curious. Like, I have him in some dynasty leagues, just like there's a bench deep tight end stash. But redraft, oh, my God, if you started Gronk, you're 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 looking real nice right now. I don't know why anyone would have, but now exactly. everybody's right. going to. I don't know right. if this like did a year off and then like a full off season with Tampa Bay. Now we just get like normal Gronk. He's like fully prime, back, prime Gronk, just, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, so you guys saw what happened last night. It was a great time. We all enjoyed it, but we're all here to make some money come Sunday and come Monday. That's why we're here with Gambling with Gold. That's why we're here doing this podcast. So what we're going to do today and every Friday throughout the season is we're going to go through our five top games against the spread, our five top bets, and then maybe throw out some over-unders or player props that you should be looking for heading into Sunday and Monday. So let's get it started. Let's make this a a quick podcast, give out some winners, and head out of here, head to the weekend, get excited for some football. So, Dan, why don't you give me uh, your first number one against the spread uh, bet? Yeah, my number one against the spread bet, I'm going with Seattle over the Indianapolis Colts, two and a half points. I think this number is still really small. I'm surprised the books haven't started to react a little bit more to news of Xavier Rhodes, the top cornerback for the Colts being ruled out. They're also going to be missing Kumiko Toure, who's a a D-end for a groin injury. And then Eric Fisher, the left tackle, protecting Carson Wentz's blind side, is also going to be out with an Achilles injury. So... You know, the injuries are just mounting for the Indianapolis Colts. I still think that they'll be competitive in this game. But to me, this is a perfect game script for Russ to cook. And you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett literally going up against a second string defensive secondary here where I think he's they're just going to torch him. So um, I think two and a half is, is a little bit small. I'd probably play this up to three, maybe even I think three is the key number. If it goes to four, maybe want to stay away. But right now, two and a half is where to get this. And, uh, yeah, I see the uh, Seahawks pretty much just rolling over them. So I like two other bets in this game specifically. Uh, I like 
the Seattle Indy under 49. I think it'll be a little low scoring. And then maybe I would tease. This is a perfect spot where you want to tease up. Absolutely. Indianapolis, right? At two and a half, yeah. you get them to eight and a half. That might be one way that I'm going to play it. I don't think this will be a blowout. I think it'll be relatively low scoring. Uh, but I do like Seattle to come away with a win. So two and a half, that's a great number there. I'm seeing some threes on the board. So if you can, if you can grab two and a half at your local book, be sure to uh, make that bet. All right, I'll move on to my number one. And let me just tell you, week one is going to be ugly. And it doesn't get any ugly. It does not get any uglier than this. I promise you that. My number one pick is the Houston Texans plus three and a half. Hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) It does not get any uglier than this, folks. But you got a divisional dog at home, and you're going against a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. It is a prime spot. You can say what you want about Tyrod Taylor and his future in the NFL, but whatever, or David Culley, someone who's probably going to be the head coach for exactly 17 games, and then he'll be run out of Houston. This is not <laughs> going to be a pretty season. But remember, Jacksonville went 1-15 last year, and their only win was in week one. Sometimes these ugly dogs, they bark week one, and I think this is a perfect <laughs> spot to go and grab them against a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. So Houston plus three and a half, lock it up. Yeah, I wasn't going to go with the trash and the worst teams in the league on the first bet, but I knew you probably you would, so it. thank you for covering that for me. <laughs> oh, I like man. it. like the selection, though. Um, I'm riding with Tyrod, man. I think he's going to have a good game uh, because both of these defenses, they're non-existent, so someone's got to win out here. Do you like the over here? It's a little low. It's like 44 and a half, 45. You know, looking at Jacksonville Jaguars' pace in the preseason, I think Urban Meyer's actually going to be running a pretty high tempo offense. So I wouldn't be surprised if this over hit, man, because like, I think everyone's just baiting this game in general. So no one's paying attention, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a high scoring affair. I'm not betting on it right now, but I wouldn't be surprised to see some movement here. Yeah. I kind of lean towards the over here and it might actually be something that I place by the time that uh, Sunday comes. All right, let's go over to your number two. Yeah. My number two, I'm going to take Washington over the chargers uh, money line straight up. So right now it's pretty much a pick them. Uh, Washington is favored by one point, but with the, the Chargers traveling to Washington, they have a whole new offensive scheme here. Yes, they did bolster their offensive line. They do have a healthy defense, but ultimately I think that this game is actually going to be a low scoring affair with the defense is pretty much dictating uh, the game script. And, you know, you have Austin Eckler, who's Already been he's been rumored to be practicing. He's already said he's expected to play, but that hamstring may pop up as an issue. And you know, with the Washington Stout rush defense and pass defense, I think that this team is really in a good position to not only uh, position to win the division, but I think get a, a, an early win here against a team that's traveling across country um, on their home turf with fans actually in the building. Fitzmagic is a game changer for the Washington for the Washington football team. Definitely an upgrade to Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, and whoever else they're trotting out there. I think we'll see a better Washington football team here, and they'll get they'll get on the winning side of uh, the season in week one against the Chargers. All right, so my number two also is Washington minus one. So I'm glad that we're aligned on this one. Hey. Yeah, I, I've been circling this one all offseason. The line didn't make any sense to me. I thought I should have been nope. at Washington, Washington by at least two or two and a half. At least make it even. I, I'm, I'm – right. Projecting that home field is around two and a half points this season with fans back in the sand. So Washington minus two and a half, make this basically a pick them on a neutral site would have been fair to me. So wherever you're seeing it, there's basically it's out there between Chargers minus one and Washington minus one. The line that I have in front of me is Washington minus one. I love that. 
Uh, and you're right. I'm, I'm high on the Chargers this season. I'm also really high on Washington, as we've discussed on previous podcasts. I think they're going east with the state of the Chargers right now, first game offensively altogether. I think right. this is a team that's really going to be strong in the second half of the season and is Great. not going to start off super strong. I really like Staley, but again, it's his first time coaching a game as an NFL head coach against Ron Rivera, who's coached hundreds and hundreds of games. I think that the Washington will be up for this one. And I agree with you. I think that Fitzmagic is a big game changer for them, and their defense is absolutely wonderful. A little concerning that Curtis Samuel isn't going to play, but the reports of Diami Brown have been awesome. So I don't expect that much fall off there. And yeah, like you said, this is going to be a low scoring game. Antonio Gibson should be able to find some holes, some wiggle room. So I got uh, I got Washington maybe like 24-21, something like that. I like it. All right, let's move over to your number three. Number three, going a little spicy here. The New York Jets to score over 19 and a half points against Carolina. Why the hell am I banking on the Jets? I love it's it. Really, it's really because I feel like the revenge game narrative for Sam Darnold to just come out and just just do whatever he needs to do to make embarrass the Jets is really going to play into this game script here. Robbie Anderson as well also has some really nice stock in this revenge territory. And, you know, a lot of sharp money, uh, as, as I was looking at some of the uh, insights, is coming on the Jets over here. So, you know, the trends, I, I got to follow the, the sharp money here. And while most people are probably banking on this under, just given the state of the New York Jets, as well as the Carolina Panthers and having a complete switch at quarterback, CMC's coming back, you know, a lot of, lot of details and narratives to shape there. But I think at a game total at 43 and a half, it's kind of conservative to assume that the Jets won't score at least uh, three, uh, a couple touchdowns and a couple field goals. And I think that that's well within the, the possible uh, uh, for them to achieve. So I like the Jets here over 19 and a half points. I think they'll probably end up with around 23 uh, maybe 24 points at their best. I don't envision them. I don't envision them winning, but I think it's going to be more of a high scoring affair than people uh, may be looking at. So this is actually my number one over on the board. I swear to God, we didn't talk about this before, but my favorite over <laughs> of the week is Carolina Jets over 44 and a half points. I bet it at 43. I bet it at 43 and a half. I bet it at 44. I'll probably bet <laughs> it up to 45. Uh, this is a number that I love. I actually think both of these offenses are going to come out swinging. I expect a lot from the Panthers to improve in the red zone this season with Christian McCaffrey and second year with Joe Brady. I think that Darnold will be an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater in the red zone. So I'm expecting some offense there. And the Jets' uh, secondary is really a liability for them right now. Also, right. a lot of the big pieces that they brought in for Robert Sala's defense are now injured. So we got some issues on the Jets' defensive side. I expect Carolina to score you know, probably 27, 28 points in this game. And I, I'm a big believer in Zach Wilson, man. Every report that anyone who does anything about quarterbacks is this kid is an absolute very stud. high on him. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm big on Elijah Moore. I think they're going to be able to score. The Panthers do have some nice defensive pieces, but they're still really, really young here. So I believe that over 44, I would take it up to 45, take the over, and Jets over 19 and a half. I love that one too. So let's ride. Let's see a lot of points in Carolina this weekend. Let's do uh, it. Yeah, so I will move over to my number three pick, Tennessee minus three, and I actually like the over for the game, 252. Arizona, as we've discussed before, their secondary is really bad and in really bad shape currently right now. Their number one quarterback is basically a fourth string or a fourth round pick. Uh, okay, good luck against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, buddy. 
Right. I think right. Tannehill, <laughs> Julio, AJ are going to have absolute monster games. I do not trust Cliff Kingsbury in an opener, although they did win last year. Uh, I think that Vrabel is a clearly better coach than Cliff is, and I expect them to throw up at least 35 points in this game. I think it's going to be hard for Arizona to play catch-up. So I got this one uh, 35-28 Tennessee, which would go way over and get you some money on Tennessee minus three. I think this this matchup is fantasy gold here. I think that this is going to be a lot of high scoring. Uh, like you said, the, the Arizona secondary is just depleted right now. And when you're going up against two elite receivers like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, it's a recipe for uh, disaster here. So um, Buda Baker, great, great free safety. But at this point, those corners are going to get abused. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. We know how Kingsbury's offense is really predicated on spreading the ball out, moving it around. Tennessee's uh, defense isn't that good either. They're just fortunate mm-hmm. to be in a really bad division. So I think we'll see some holes in the gaps in both defenses that will uh, result in a high-scoring affair. So I'm with you there. All right, let's move over to your number four. My number four, going with the uh, New England Patriots minus three over the Miami Dolphins. And we've been fading Tua all offseason. Why not continue it? I see his game prop sitting at 228 to 234. Um, That's not very compelling to me for someone to win a game in Gillette Stadium. And uh, the under has gone five and two in their last seven meetings, while the Dolphins are one and eight against the spread against New England at New England. So to me, this is an easy fade. I don't care that Mac Jones is the quarterback. I think he's a good enough game manager to get it done because this is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, Miami's defense was really good last year, forcing turnovers. I think that they'll uh, regress a little bit back to the mean there. Uh, We'll not have as many points to put up on the board um, as they did last season. It's really going to be on the back of Tua, and I don't know if he's ready to do that without Will Fuller there yet. So, yeah, give me the uh, the under on the game as well as New England minus three. Yeah, New England definitely seems to be the sharp side here until you get to three and a half. I've seen some three and a halfs out there, and it seems like there's some buyback on Miami there. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on Mac Jones. I think he's going to be very competent. Remember, two is coming into his second season where he was already terrible in year one and learning an entire new offense. Does not yeah. have a lot of great playmakers. The only thing that gives me hesitation on this at all is that. Miami has had New England's number over the past couple of years, and Flores obviously knows what the Patriots want to do offensively sure. and defensively. Uh, that's a little bit of a concern, but I do like New England on the side. I just think that all of, like they have so much good momentum going right now. They're riding a nice high. They got all the fans mm-hmm. coming back into Foxborough. I, th- I think they'll come away with a win here. Uh, all right, let's go over to my number four. This one's also maybe a hair spicy given how high everyone is on the Bills, but Pittsburgh plus six and a half at Buffalo. I just think that they're going to keep it within the number. This is a perfect spot for Mike Tomlin to do what he does, motivate the guys, get them riled up, and cover the six and a half. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but I do think that this is going to be a really close game, and I would not be surprised if the Steelers are actually able to knock off the Bills in week one. Yeah, this was actually one I was really tinkering around with, man, because I was like, man, that six and a half just seems a bit – a bit a bit strong for the Bills. And this game total is just skyrocketing right now. Um, moved, already moved about five points. So I'm expecting a shootout, man. Like Ben Roethlisberger, he's a vet, man. I think he'll find a way to get it done. Like the Bills defense will certainly get pressure on him, but good thing he's got weapons on the on the outside that can 
literally make it a home run. You know, Deontay Johnson under the underneath is a great yak guy. You got Juju Smith-Schuster there as well as Chase Claypool to hit the deep threat in the red zone. So I think this is going to be a competitive game. I like it at six and a half points. Um, so I think that's a great number. All right, let's move over to your number five. Yeah, my, my number five. Struggled with finding another ATS pick, honestly, on the slate. So I think I'm going to go with the under on the Atlanta Falcons and Eagles matchup. Uh, so Philly's heading to Atlanta. In the last five meetings, they've all gone under. And they and in the last three games, they no, no team managed to score 40 points combined. So, you know, with two, you know, on the Atlanta side, you have Arthur Smith now running the plays. Obviously, he came from Tennessee where he liked to run the ball a lot more. So we saw last year was the complete opposite. Matt Ryan was throwing for, you know, 50 times a game. I think we're going to see a more balanced offense with Mike Davis there. On the Philly side, we don't know what we're going to get from Jalen Hurts as a passer yet. He only averaged 209 passing yards last season. And to be honest, he doesn't have very many weapons on the outside. So I could see this being a very run-dependent game um, led by defenses that also aren't that good. So... Yeah, I'm not putting a lot, a lot of stake and faith into this, uh, this game total here right now. It sits at 48, so I'm going to take the under. All right, I am against you on that one. I think that's going to be high scoring. Uh, so I got the over. I think I already bet it over 48. Uh, the only reason that I'm thinking that is I hate both of those defenses, and I think that Hertz is going to be underrated. He's going to throw all over the place against Atlanta, and I think that Atlanta's offense. I think they're going to come out swing. Like I really, really believe in Arthur Smith and the playmakers they have. So we'll go head to head on we'll that see. one. Yeah, we'll I like head it. To head on that one, my uh, my fifth one here. Uh, I struggled with doing five against the spread. This is definitely my fifth. Uh, Kansas City minus six against Cleveland. This is just a bet on Andy Reid in September and Patrick Mahomes in September. All they do is win and cover in September. So Andy Reid with bye weeks. This is just what he does. He destroys teams. Cleveland is really, really talented. Your Super Bowl pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, look at Baltimore's situation right now. Yeah, it's no. I, real nice. <laughs> I like it. And there's still a great number for the Browns to win the division. I think it's yeah, plus 155 yeah. right now. Absolutely go and bet that. I am a believer in the Browns having a big season. I just do not think it's going to happen in week one. Remember, <laughs> I'm talking about Kansas City having a bad year. Like right. I, that. So it's almost like one of those things. I believe in – Cleveland having a good year. I don't think Kansas City is going to have a great year. Yet I still want to bet Kansas City in this game. It makes me feel even more confident in that number. Uh, I, I just think that you get all offseason to prepare. Cleveland, their defense, it looks like Clowney may not even play in this game. Odell, there's some issues. I just don't really like where they're at. Kansas City has been so quiet. And usually when you get quiet, usually mean things are going pretty well for you. They must mm -hmm. like what they're seeing in training camp. Obviously, they have the Tyra Matthew issue. I don't know if he's going to get cleared from COVID protocols or not. By the time this game starts, that could be an issue and make me want to stay away. But for now, right. I'll lock in Kansas City minus six is my fifth pick. Yeah, I think that the, your last point is really what's going to be the, the game changer in this decision. Like uh, Tyra Matthew, if he's not going to be playing, that's a huge advantage for the Cleveland Browns. And to your point earlier about, you know, not not believing in Kansas City long term and potentially buying into the Cleveland Browns. If this shapes out as a Kansas City victory, I think you're going to be getting the Cleveland Browns at an even better price if you play it now. So you might as well wait, see how, see whoever's the loser of that game. And if it's the, the Browns, you're going to get even better value there. So um, I like the idea there. 
That's a really good point. Is just wait for them to lose to Kansas City and then buy the divisional odds, especially since the Ravens yep. are going against the Raiders and might have a good chance to win that one. So exactly. I like that. I like that. Listen to the man, Dan. He's got the right plan. I didn't mean to rhyme that. <laughs> I think I've heard that a rhyme or two. <laughs> Time All right. Two. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do one. No, I'll do two player props, and then we'll head out of here. How's that sound? Sounds good. I got two for you. All right, cool. Uh, Raheem Mostert, over yards. I don't care what the number is. It could be 150. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I, the last number I saw on the board was 73 and a half. I don't care. Take the over. I think he's going to absolutely smash this Lions defense. I think San Francisco is going to run for maybe like two, 225 yards against the Lions. Why you got to put it in the air? Like, what's the point? They can, they're going to gash the Lions defense. This is what Shanahan offenses do. So bet on Mostert uh, in week one. I mean, he could literally get that in one play. Yeah, absolutely he can. So then I'll go to my second one real quick. Uh, Alvin Kamara over four and a half receptions against Green Bay. I know we've talked about Jameis not being a dump down guy, but there's not much else to throw there. And I think that Green Bay is going to let him have some stuff over the middle. Kamara is going to have to be heavily involved in the running game and the passing game. So Kamara over four and a half receptions seems like a really good bet to me. Yeah, that seems like a really strong number. And frankly, he's going to be the focal point of the offense. So I'm, I'm taking probably most overs on Alvin Kamara in game one. Uh, so for mine, I'm going to go kind of what you touched on with Arizona and then having no secondary. I'm going Julio Jones over 60 and a half receiving yards. So obviously new offense. A.J. Brown's already having a little bit of issues with his knees. We already know his story passed with that. I think that's probably just maintenance. But either way, you're going to get Julio Jones at a premium here. I don't think his line is going to be this low for the rest of the season. So buy it now. He's eclipsed this in six of the nine last six of the nine games last season. And going back in his 10-year career in season openers, he's done it nine out of ten times, gone over his his uh 16 and a half yards. So to me, if this offense is going to open up, it's going to be a high scoring affair, no defense on the sides. No, Julio can't be stopped. I think he's a smash here at 60 and a half. The other one I'm gonna go with is a bit juiced. I've seen as high as minus 150, as best price is probably like 148, but Antonio Gibson over 57 and a half rushing yards, much that we were talking about before in terms of the, the Chargers defense and, the, and the, the Washington football team's defense really controlling the game. I think this is really going to be a positive game script for the running backs, uh, especially Antonio Gibson, who we've heard rave reviews about all offseason in terms of his development as a running back. And I think this is going to be the, the true game where we're going to see him be a workhorse back involved not only in the rushing game, but also in the pass game. Sorry, J.D. McKissick, your time is up. Um, it's, it's Gibson season. We'll take the over 57 and a half rushing yards for Antonio Gibson. I love that one. And I love that we have all of our best for week one. We're here. We did it. We only have 48 hours until game time. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to talk about more gambling stuff with you as the season rolls yes, on. We'll be back on Tuesday with Gambling with Gold. Every day is drafting our other Champions Round podcast. will be available on Wednesdays. Last thing before we head out of here, Champions Round, go download the app. We have three contests that are live right now. Please go join if you need a promo code. Use the word BOOST. You'll get $20 free play. We'll have tons of those throughout the entire season. Also, Sunday night, Rams-Bears. If there's a, a touchdown that is under one and a half yards, I'm giving away a promo code on my Twitter. Follow me at JasonGold24. We'll give you some free play to go enter some Week 2 contests on the Champions Route app. So until then, stay safe. Have fun, win some bets, most importantly, and enjoy week one of the NFL season. We will talk to you soon.